And the Illini, who finished the game on a 12-2 run last year, finished this game on a 13-0 run. Game clock and the shot clock are almost identical. The Illini, uh, the old panic meter was high about a week ago, but the Illini won two in a row as they blow out Nebraska in their own building. 76-50 will be the final here in Lincoln. Well, that was some tough, and you asked if they would respond. It's about toughness. Yeah, it is. And they were tough tonight. Getting back to basics are the Illini going out on the road, taking care of business in Lincoln, 76-50, to 50, the final. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc., a post-game show here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip with you, breaking it down. We want to hear your thoughts on tonight's game, but first, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Mike, it ended up being a 26-point victory. Illinois did a lot of things right. I, I, don't, I don't even know. It, it, it wasn't easy, but Illinois kind of made it seem easy going into Lincoln and, and getting the big dub here tonight. Yeah, I think Doug and Brian touched on it. Um, you could hear it at the end. The, the reality is tough teams, right? When you play a ranked team at home this past Saturday in Wisconsin, of course you'll get up for it, right? Of course you'll bring the requisite amount of effort and toughness. And what I wanted to see was them do it on a Tuesday night in Lincoln. <laughs> and they did that. And they did that in a big way. I mean, their contributions from all around, the way that they scored right if you're just going to rely on your half court offense to win you games that's typically not going to work you have to you know create easy looks and transition this is a team that in nebraska that just doesn't turn the ball over much they're top 50 in the country taking care of it they turn it over 17 times tonight that leads to illinois offense um offensive rebounds you get 13 of them tonight I, just a lot of positives and then even just individually we'll touch on all those guys but I, this is what <laughs> This is what we saw in November, right? But even more so, because I think the ball mm-hmm. movement's even better than it was in November. So this team's just going to continue to hit their stride when they bring that mindset, when they have that toughness. And I think they've started to see the distinction between this is what it felt like in November and this is what it feels like when we do the right things here in in, uh, in January. So it's, it's good stuff, man. It's it's definitely different now. You got to sit down, take care of the the little things, and I th- thought that's what stood out the the most today was the diving for the loose balls. You pointed it out, just getting in the passing lanes, grabbing the offensive rebounds, the emotion from the sidelines, and the energy on the court from the guys. It, it was an all around good team win. Illinois going into Lincoln, winning for the third straight time for the first time in program history. We want to hear from you. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. That's our rapid reaction by Cozad Asset Management. You're up next on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. 
Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Swinging right side, Shannon. Jab, step, drive, layup, good! For Terrence Shannon right into the heart of that defense. Loose ball to Illinois coming the other way. Shannon, left of the lane, off balance with the left hand. Throws it up and in. Shannon with a degree of difficulty, about 11 on that one. Terrence Shannon starting to look like the Terrence Shannon we saw early on in the season. Topping his Big Ten high 24 in Saturday's game with 25 here tonight. He was a lot of the offense in the first half. Scored 17 of the team's 34. There ends up with a game high 25. In a game where a lot of the Illini got a chance to shine a little bit. And we'll dig into a little bit of each of them here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You heard the numbers from Gene, 217-356-9397. If you want to call in, text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Michael Tulip, Evan Kahn here with you. Joey Wright helping us out behind the scenes. And the text messages are, are coming in as we wait for the fan line to get going here, Mike. One texter here uh, shouting out Ty Rogers. He's one of the guys who... You look at the the stat sheet, although he had a lot of rebounds, seven here tonight. He he didn't really stuff it up, but he, he was he was everywhere. He was making just all kinds of plays on both ends of the floor. Yeah, his, he makes his presence felt. Uh, the second he's in the game, and sometimes it's for better, sometimes it's for worse. If he gets a little too out of control, but I actually just got done sending a text to somebody and I said I'd take a bullet for Ty Rogers (laughs) because he plays like his life is on the line and that's really what this team has needed we it's the reason why sincere Harris has stuck out so much Mm -hmm. is because some guys are over the course of these past few games or weeks or months have have been selective with that type of emotion and effort and those guys bring it every single time and it's noticeable, especially when when it kind of starts to raise the level of everybody else's play. And um, I was just so impressed with him tonight. And and you can play him now. You know, there was a, mm-hmm. a stretch of time where it just didn't look good when he was in there. Really fast. It, a little too frantic. And I think he looks settled, more settled now, but also is still playing with that same type of fire and you know the the defensive play that he made tonight diving on the loose ball getting the foul um i think it's towards the end of the first half that, i mean that's those are the types of plays it was man. a wild I mean, foul call the, those kind of changed how, how the game flow went but i thought that that was a, a huge play to swing it for illinois yeah i mean he's, he's he's pounding on the floor and i saw that from a lot of guys tonight i mean dane danger multiple times was you know barking at dudes and after he blocked a few shots, had some choice words. Like, that's the type of stuff. Like, these guys are that good. And 
over the past few weeks, it was never a matter of, oh, man, this team isn't as good as we thought they were. Dudes just started doing their own thing. And then once you come back together, it's amazing, man. It, it really is. You see, like games like tonight, and don't tell me that it's just Nebraska because I watched the Purdue team struggle to beat this team. I watched them run Iowa out of the building in there. They beat Creighton earlier this year. Like, this isn't – I shouldn't say your father's Nebraska. This isn't your slightly older brother's <laughs> Nebraska uh, from whatever, four – you know, these past few years, three, four, five years ago. This is this is a better team. So, no, it's not just one of those things where we dismiss it and say, okay, beat a real team. You're coming off of beating a real team. And now you do it again tonight. So, um, impressed across the board, man. And Matthew Meyer, once again, I'll shout him out because a couple, couple four shots tonight. But, again, I, he's just – he's looking for others. And he's making an effort to do so. And I thought – he doesn't have his hands on his knees as much down the defensive end. He had a few just tremendous blocks mm-hmm. tonight as well and some good defensive plays, deflections. So, I mean, I could probably get on the list with all these guys and we'll touch on it, but just just a really, really good effort. Yeah, uh, I, the the way you put it a, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was looking for it tonight. Guys, you saw it early on, I, I think, in the first half. It, it came up at, at times. That's why the offense was a little stagnant and there were some forced threes. But Terrence Shannon A is that calming force. You give him the ball and he's, he's just going to find the rim. And, and, and that was easy to do. But guys were, were giving up the ball when they had shots. And they could just feel that within the flow of it, they were going to get it back. And you saw it multiple times. A guy would get it on one wing. He'd end up on the other side. He'd get the ball back yeah. and, he, and he'd get it, it <clears throat> Excuse me, he, he'd get a shot. So, it, well, it's... I, I touched on it, right? Like, and, I, and I'll reiterate it. For anyone that didn't hear it, I believe what I said was you have to play this game and, and, and work your butt off and do the right things with no guarantees, right? You give the ball up with no guarantee that you'll get it back. You make a cut with no guarantee that you'll get the ball for a layup. You crash the glass with no guarantee that you're going to get it. You just do it because that's what's required of you. And they're doing that now. Mm-hmm. They were not doing that. They're doing that now. And they already have the skill. They already have the talent. But teams overachieve and they underachieve based off of, you know, those what we saw, you know, three, four weeks prior before this, before that Wisconsin game, was what underachieving teams look like. And now you see teams that can overachieve. And when I say overachieve, I'm talking about a team that had to overhaul their roster to replace 86% of their scoring. Like, if if you continue on this trajectory, the way that they've built on these past two games, they'll overachieve as a team, and they'll do it together, and that's the most important part. Yeah, this is the first time Illinois won back-to-back games since the end of November against Syracuse and Lindenwood. Now, these are, are two Big Ten teams that they have done it against there's no really long road trips there's like a a three of four at the end of february but you're always going to be able to to get that swing back because we know there's going to be another lump uh, uh, along the way and there's a a text in here talking about the second half runs that nebraska made i thought illinois handled those really well it took a timeout to open the second half to get them in line 
after they gave up six straight points, and then Illinois goes on, on their own, whatever it was, 10, 12-point run. And then it happened again in the second half. The dude with the goggles who played two minutes and had 3,000 the first half just starts hitting shots. You know, Sometimes the basketball gods ha- have a funny way of laughing at us, and Illinois settled down, and they ended up pushing it out to, to have their biggest lead. So I thought that was a, a big growing moment here tonight because the crowd tried they were trying to get into it I felt that at the State Farm Center where the crowd's just trying to get into it and and their team just never could really get on that run and Illinois was a big reason for that think about the two runs that Nebraska went on to start the half and then when Braden Bach kind of went on his own run I mean that team still shot 37 percent and 28 percent from three for the game like you're not gonna blank a team like there's there's teams are going to score and the other thing I'll mention too is as fans at times we watch our team more than we watch most other teams but what you'll realize when you turn on any college basketball game it's not just illinois every single team has five plus minute droughts scoring every team how about this kansas tonight 13 minutes (laughs) i wonder how they just squeaked that one out it because they shot 31 second half free throws but you, this is why defense is so important. I know the ball was humming tonight. Ball movement's great. If you don't have a good defense, that's why teams are. That's why bad teams are bad. That's why good teams underachieve. Is because you may like when every team is going to have those drops every single game, and it's whether or not your defense can withstand it. And I mean, go back to the Texas game. We're like, oh my god, this these droughts, and it's like, yeah, well, Texas had two of them mm-hmm. too. Two five-plus-minute ones. It happens to every team. So that's why this Illinois team, I'm so encouraged by them because they can withstand droughts that other teams cannot withstand because they are that good defensively. And it's it's why basketball is a beautiful game. When you're scoring, you set your defense. When you set your defense, you give yourself a better chance to get a stop. When you get that stop, you get out in transition. It's just it, it ties together, man. It's a very symbiotic game. So, yeah, I, I wanted to make that point because I, I hope next time somebody watches a college basketball game, why, like everyone has droughts. <laughs> it's not just like some, hey, it's the Illinois offense. And that's the last thing I'll say. Give Brad Underwood I, a lot of credit because he could have gotten stubborn, could have stuck with, hey, we'll do the structured randomness, five-out thing, we'll keep hammering at home, eventually we'll get it better, we're a new team. He flipped this to spread, and quite frankly – that's what this team is better at. They need that. Like that team is this team is not good enough to figure it out on their own. Some five some, out. some people need a little bit of discipline and, and they need oversight. structure, man. Like they need forced movement. And that's what they have with the spread. And he, you know, he brought it in at to Illinois and now he's he's rehashing it. And it's the it's the perfect personnel, in my opinion, to use it. You can give us a call if you got thoughts on today's game, 217-356-9397. A lot of texts here coming in on the Castle Heating and, and Cooling text line. Uh, some more shout-outs to Ty Rogers. Just really, guys, it, uh, everybody, uh, it, they're, they're just building. It, it felt like a, a continuation of the game, but in a different way because they couldn't hit the broadside of the barn in the first half. They still end up shooting, what, 
46% from the field for, from the game. They were actually getting to the free throw line in the first half, which uh, helped build out that, that lead as well. So a lot of things going right for Illinois here in this win over Nebraska. We go to the fan line. Simeon's with us. Hopefully we, we didn't wake you up so that you could call in because I know it's late out there. But uh, what do you got after this Illinois win, Simeon? Well, I had to call in, guys. I am so proud of everybody. Um, I'm proud proud of the coaching staff for the adjustments that I've seen them make. I'm proud of the players for the adjustments that I've seen them make, not only with their play on the floor, but uh, their mentality, their body language. I just see uh, a lot of changes. Um, I had called into the show previously and said, you know, when we uh, – or in the half court. I didn't know what we were doing. Um, but uh, clearly um, we have a plan and uh, we're executing and our half court defense is just fantastic. Um, Jaden Epps is one of my, well, I love everybody on the line now, but Jaden Epps is my guy because he's, he's from down here. And um, I thought, I said, you know, Jaden's struggling. He's getting beat up on defense and then he tightened up a little bit. And the next thing I know he's in double figures. So, um, I think this is the Illini team that everybody's been kind of waiting on. I also hear uh, a new kind of piece in, in Brad's voice that I didn't hear earlier. And he's got a, he's got a, a chillness to him. I think he realizes that uh, we're getting ready to go on a run. If we keep playing uh, good defense and uh, moving the ball and people moving and, uh, I think we're going to be in a good place. And I also uh, shout out to uh, to Danger. He is really playing some great defense. Um, mm-hmm. That guy is just I, – I, I didn't expect this uh, coming into the season that he would be who he is. So um, I didn't have a lot of critiques. I just wanted to pass out a lot of thank yous, and I'm excited about Friday's game. I think we're going to come away with a, another win. Yeah, it's going to be the the orange out. It's always rocking when Mich- Michigan State comes to town. Really looking forward to that. Hey, thanks for calling in, Simeon. Lots of good thoughts. All right, you guys have a good one. You too. Yeah, you touched on the guy that, that I wanted to, to get to in Dane Danger. Only plays 16 minutes, but he, he bothered Walker in the few minutes that he was in there. He forced Walker into foul trouble that got him off the floor. And then when he was on the floor again in the, the second half, he, he just he just couldn't get it going. He's he's that clogger, that guy in the middle that they kind of needed. And again, he only played 16 minutes, so I thought Coleman Hawkins as well. Because Walker wasn't on the floor, Nebraska had a, a different look, but Hawkins filled that role really well too. Yeah, look, with Danger... I've I've sung his praises many times on the defensive end. And I'm to the point now where I feel comfortable saying this, but, you know, he's basically a freshman. And freshman bigs can really struggle at times, especially in, in drop coverage and figuring out where to be, when to be there. Typically they struggle with foul trouble. I know he had foul trouble tonight, but n- Everybody was them. in foul trouble tonight. Yeah, but none of them for Dane were around the rim. It was like, you know, it was two push-offs. It was an illegal screen. It was a box out. Like, And look, I, I don't know if he'll be on the all-defensive team in the Big Ten, but I'm, I'm dead serious when I say that he is absolutely deserving of votes. Absolutely deserving. I mean, the way he is anchoring that pain, 
like think about think about Illinois tonight. We we talk about you know they were eight for twenty nine from three, and they were twenty for thirty two from two. I mean that's obscene. That's that's a that's a really really good percentage. That's that's being assertive. That's getting to the hole. The flip side, Nebraska was fourteen for forty inside the paint. Like they just they just could not get anything to go around the rim. And that's not just Dane Danger. Coleman Hawkins beats him off the glass. Uh, Meyer did the same. Meyer Shannon's walling yeah. guys off. Like that's it's it's really really good stuff. And Ty Ty comes in and makes things really difficult as well. So look, it's Dane the emergence of Dane. And look, he took one shot tonight. He's one for one. Barely even touched the ball, and when he did, he got fouled. And he doesn't need to. That's that's the thing. When he does, when Dane Danger gives you ten points. It is icing on the cake. He doesn't and he doesn't need to do that for you to think that Dane Danger was worth a damn in the game. And that kind of so, goes for like everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. They're starting to figure it out now where it's like, oh man, maybe the impact that I have goes beyond what I do offensively. And and over and you know, over the course of these past few weeks and months, I know we talked about guys playing together and unselfish and um look, we use we use the word selfish in a very negative way connotation at times Mm -hmm. and really for these guys it's hard when you're a Coleman Hawkins when you're Terrence Shannon when you're Matthew Meyer when you are guys that are dreaming about your future right the going to the NBA playing in the NBA and um, I mean let's call let's call spade a spade anyone on this that's listening to this radio show and probably you and me Evan if we had the NBA in our future we'd probably be thinking about it a little bit too huh (laughs) like it's just that's just how it goes it's human nature so now you have to figure out ways to compartmentalize that. And I, I can't say enough about how these guys have relinquished control. I talked about that a few, a few weeks ago when it was going bad. I'm like, you got to relinquish control. You got to give it up. You got to trust each other. And Brad Underwood's been harping on that. And they've done that. And I think you start to see how everybody's level of play gets elevated. When guys are moving it, and it's not just okay, he's going rogue, so I got to go rogue, and then all of a sudden you just look like five guys on a floor and not one cohesive unit. So, man, it's impressive. Now you now you got to turn around and do it again. That's that's the that's the that's life in this league. Is you got a Michigan State team that's won seven straight, and they're rolling, they're old, they're experienced. You got to go do it against them, and I think they're they're capable of it. They play this way, they play with this type of fire and emotion, and and move the ball like that and defend like they're defending. I don't care who it is. They can beat anybody in this league. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Scott was trying to sell me on, on Purdue, and I, I don't, I'm still not even sold on, on Purdue this week. Uh, case in point, everybody in the box score today that, that played significant minutes had some kind of defensive stat, if not multiple. Four steals for Shannon, three steals for Sincere Harris, two blocks and a steal for Meyer, a block and a steal steal for Hawkins, three blocks for Dane Danger. And again, this isn't a, a bad Nebraska team coming in, averaging 10 turnovers a, a game. They forced them into 17 turnovers. Airballing it, ugly airballs in your own arena. That's when you know things aren't going good. And Dane Danger's 20. Hunter Dickinson got to be a 20-year-old freshman. Why can't Dane Danger be a 20-year-old freshman? That's a fair point. All right, let's go. Point. Let's go back to the fan line before we pick out our MX electrifying player of the game. Rick's down in man. Rick, ugh, I don't even know what, what I was about to say there. Rick, you're in Mattoon. What do you got, Rick? Hey, thanks for the show, gentlemen. 
Um, I don't want to push the hard topic, but I would like to hear both of your honest feelings on the fact that Sky is not playing and we've won two games in a row. And I, do you feel that there might have been some tension on the team prior to Sky leaving? Um, I I like the way they looked tonight. It was, and that's a coach's deal, and that's where everybody's been complaining and worrying about that maybe we don't have the right coach for what he recruited. Um, I talk about Sky not being in the lineup, if you would, guys. Bye. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rick. And I'll just start out by saying I I think it's deeper than that. I I think without Sky, guys have more roles. I think there was a, a point where Brad felt like he had to play everybody, every single game, some sort of significant minutes, and not necessarily Sky's personality being gone, but just having to take somebody out and being able to spread those minutes out between capable guys. I think that's been good for the Illini. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, role identification is is so important. And you had a few guys that were trying to figure out what their role was. Now, by necessity, with Sky leaving, there are certain guys that understand that they're going to be relied upon. And, you know, Sincere Harris plays 20 minutes tonight. Epps plays another 27 minutes tonight. And, and look, this is more time for RJ Melendez, too. To, to figure it out and not just shoot his first shot, be an air ball, come sit for the next seven minutes, and then now you got to rotate Sky in. And look, I, this I, no one will really know what, you know, if this is like an addition by subtraction. Like, you just don't know those things. I mean, I remember when, when I was in the locker room at Illinois and there was something that was going on and the outside – said that it was this, that, and you're sitting in the locker room like, man, how far off base is that? <laughs> and then there's certain times where maybe there's things going on that people don't know about. And the fact of the matter is, you know, by all accounts, Sky's a great kid. Um, he's he's obviously dealing with some things, and we always have to respect that. And, and sometimes what, what you start to do is, you know, when a guy is going through something and leaves the team, I think what it does is puts things in perspective for the rest of these guys. It's like, oh man, I'm caught up in my own stuff. This is, I mean, this is, we're we're people. Like, this is real. Basketball is just a portion of our lives. It's a big portion, but it's just a portion. Um, and and I think what you always realize is when you're done playing, is it's always going to be less about what you did, right? Like I, yeah, I I had averaged seven a game at Wright State my senior my fifth year, and you know how many people have asked me about that since I've been done? Not many. But you know what I do have is the relationships that I, you know, that you foster when you're when you're on a team because the the numerical stuff, not the nominal stuff, it's it's irrelevant. It really ends up being irrelevant. What's what is relevant is how did you foster those relationships and did you win any games? <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. So, um, like I said, you wish him the best. You you hope for the best. You hope you can rejoin at some point if he's. You know if he's if he's in the right headspace and and if it's right for the team that's 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 the most important thing so that's what I'll say on that. He's listed as out. He's still on the roster. 
So we'll we'll leave it at that. News Talk 1400 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. Let's pick out our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, calm, max. We've been singing the praises of about eight guys here tonight but if we had to boil it down to one I think I'd put it with the the horse who carried things in the first half and who looked like the leader on the floor guy I saw huddling people up and high-fiving there was a fast break that got stopped by a foul and they're all down at the other end and Terrence Shannon and RJ Melendez are just high-fiving because of the effort everybody made I think it was the Ty Rogers dive on the floor but my point is I think Terrence Shannon Jr. is the the player of the game 25 points 11 boards four assists listed the the steals earlier he's I, I think he's becoming that dog again he is, man. And I think the biggest difference that I'm seeing with him is these past two games, there's nothing you could tell Terrence Shannon. Like, I know who I am, man. Like, I, I'm a hell of a player. I'm one of the best players in this league. I can be one of the best players in the country. You cannot tell me anything different. That's just who I am. And he's playing that. Like the, the prior three, four weeks before that, I thought that Terrence was letting results and things that were happening in the game dictate who he was going to be. And you, it's the opposite, man. And and it's no, you may, it's no coincidence that these past two games I've seen him more engaged, offensively, defensively, more assertive. And that's just, he's got to, if he brings that every game, I mean, you're looking at, it's the first team all Big Ten type of guy. Right. That's a that's like a fringe All-American. He's that good. And he has to believe that about himself. And that goes for a lot of guys in this team. That's Coleman Hawkins, who you know, he looked like he was doubting his abilities for a stretch of time. Know you guys are good players. Know it. And, and you know, keep reminding yourself that. And that and that's that comes down to teammates, too. Mm. Like you got to have your teammates being like, bro, you're one of the best players in the league. Play like play like it man come on like we we need you and that's and i think that's what you're probably starting to see on this team is guys are understanding that when you give you get back tenfold like you got to give though and i think terrence is doing that terrence is giving and he's receiving now it's it's that's just it's funny how it works and he goes 35 minutes tonight play with incredible effort i i think it said i saw a stat that 25 11 4 and 4 is first time in 15 years or something hmm. for a, for an Illinois player uh, that someone's done that like that's we've had some good players come through here man in the past 15 years some really good players like NBA players so you know that's that's incredible so there's there's no question who the player of the game is Terrence Shannon bringing it on both ends of the floor he's getting our MX electrifying player of the game Listening in on 97.5, our affiliate in Champaign. Four to shoot. Shannon fires from three, and he got it on the right wing with about four to shoot. Drives right baseline. Greasel cuts him off. Now to Shannon for three. Got it on the right wing. And they're looking for Terrence Shannon right now, and they're finding him. As he's hit a couple of threes. Reidenbach, bad pass to Greasel. Intercepted by Shannon for the slam. Steal and flush. Shannon with two more. 
Terrence Shannon, MX Electrifying Player of the Game. We want to hear your thoughts. Give us a call. Text us in. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Illinois with the lead and the ball. Minutes 46 for the half. Melendez open again. Left side three, and he got it. From the left corner, and that's great to see for R.J. Melendez, his second three of the game. Was good to see R.J. Melendez knocking down some shots from both inside and outside the arc, finishing with 10. I was trying to find it here. Yeah, the first time he's finished in double figures since the Maryland game back on December 2nd. It might have coincided a little bit with the injury. Also, a lot of things been going on over the last month. But Illinois won two in a row as they get the win over Nebraska here tonight. Back on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show with Mike Latulip and Evan Kahn. Joey Wright helping us out as well. You can call us or text us if you got thoughts on the game or how things are going for Illinois. Is there now two and three in the Big Ten through five games? Some texts coming in here. Oh, yeah, I do want to get to some text, but I wanted to talk about RJ Melendez there because you were talking about just bringing up teammates. I think I don't, there was a play in the second half where it clearly looked like they drew it up for RJ to get a three and he did. And it was right after a miss. And I think that three he made in the first half was a possession following a miss. So the guys are, are still giving it to him and he's still shooting it. It's they're, they're going to go in. I think Epps was talking about, him in the post game, you, you hear the confidence that the guys have in him and he's been bringing the rebounds in the defense over the last couple of games. So once everything gets going, I think people will start to see the RJ Melendez that, that they thought they would this season. Yeah. If you're RJ, you just, you can't overthink things. Your job is that when you have a sliver of space, you shoot the ball. <laughs> I don't care if you just airballed it. I don't care if you just shot it into the fifth row. <laughs> Shoot the ball every time. Every time you get it and you got salute. Like, he is that good of a shooter. I know he's whatever he is, six of his last 31 or something from the field. But I, I've watched I've watched him. I've, I've seen him in practice. I've seen him in shooter. Like, he can shoot the lights out. And guys that shoot the lights out, what you don't want them doing is aiming or picking and choosing. It's no, 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 no. You get some space. You let it fly. And then it's a ripple effect. You you start making shots. You get guarded a little bit differently. Maybe they start pressing up on you, face guarding, whatever it may be. And now you open it up for the rest of the offense. And that's that's what he can do. And then it's, hey, we don't need you to put the ball on the floor. We don't, you know, offensive rebounds. Keep guarding. Clear the glass in the defensive end. His job, RJ, out of most of those guys in that team, his job is not very complex. But it takes a mentally tough person to have that job. Although it's simple, you can't get like you still have to be mentally tough enough to not go rogue. You still have to be mentally tough enough to not let these peaks and valleys that do happen with any shooter affect you. So I, the fact that he went airball, make, airball, make, and then he hit a couple more in the second half, that's a sign of a guy that that, that has some toughness there. Mm-hmm. So 
great to see him kind of get going tonight. And, and he's really like the only guy who's had his role diminished since what they thought going into the onset. Now he's coming off the bench, and we were talking about Ty Rogers earlier. I, I think he's the, the similar way when Ty comes in. He's not coming in to be the savior. I don't know if he was necessarily thinking that, but you don't have to make every single play. That's not why you're getting brought in. And, and yeah. that goes for everybody, just kind of filing in and, and taking care of their, their business. And they've done a really good job of that. And, and as uh, Carl points out, they were having fun. I, and another yeah. texture saying, like, this was the, the team that, that beat UCLA in Texas. I don't even think so. I, like, they were having fun, but it was a, a just a, a different kind of look and, and feel to the team here tonight and and that's why the questions may come up but I, I think it, there's so many different factors that go into that but winning helps that playing well makes it makes it fun but just playing with with that passion and, and enjoying playing with the, the teammates that you got I, I, I think that's benefiting the guys they, they went up 72 to 50 there was a timeout and the camera panned as the team was walking to the bench, all five of the guys that were on the court were smiling, nodding their head. Like, to me, you go on the road, I don't care who you play in the Big Ten, you go on the road and you beat a team by 26, you do it playing together. Honestly, weren't great offensively. I mean, by the numbers. That should give you a lot of confidence, and that should give you more security in who you are as a team. Like, there was a lot of, uh, like, imposter syndrome, out of whatever <laughs> you want to call it, uh, these past, you know, in, in the month of December and early January. It was just like, we don't know who we are as a team. I don't know who I am as a player. So I'm going to try to figure this out for myself. And they've just, they, they really have. They've relinquished that, and I saw... I saw a lot of happy guys tonight, and I hope that they understand why they're happy. It's because they're playing together and they're playing for each other. So the hope is that they want to continue to be happy and that they keep doing those things. Yeah, you've got seven guys playing 16-plus minutes, and I think foul trouble changed a little bit of that for a couple of guys. But just everybody, everybody's really settling into their, their roles and shining in them. You just look at the the stat sheet, and everybody's got numbers somewhere. Everybody that played those minutes has multiple rebounds. You've got four guys with multiple assists, um, and, and and everybody's getting buckets as well. Uh, Sincere Harris can't 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 even get the the dunks to go for him right now, but he's doing everything else well. So you 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 can't fault the guy. So. Looking good for Illinois here as they win over Nebraska 76-50. You can call in on the fan line 217-356-9397 if you got thoughts or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We'll pick out a play to the game and some keys to the game coming up. We're getting back to our culture. We're getting back to, you know, we had to fight them for a while. We had to, we, we, we kind of lost our way in that area and then we, you know, we, we started listening to everybody on the outside telling about how great we are and yet that doesn't win. That doesn't win. That's all false. And and I loved our defense. I, I've liked our defense. I thirty seven percent. Dane Deja, uh, I mean a beast against a guy that's 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 really one of the better players in in, in our mm -hmm. league and Derek Walker. And uh, he couldn't get a shot over him. And uh, 
you know, so, you know, the, the seven blocks and, and the activity, and then I thought our ball movement was, was really good. And uh, other than a little stretch where, where Breedenbach came in and hit a couple threes, mm-hmm. um, you know, our goal was to hold them under three threes. They got four, um, you know, and he hit a couple late when, when mm-hmm. uh, they were trying to make a run, but really pleased tonight mm-hmm. on the defensive side. Getting back to the culture, says head coach Brad Underwood after going into Lincoln and winning for the third straight time, 76-50 to 50, over the Cornhuskers. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. We want to hear from you if you've got some thoughts on this one, but that's what we were looking for after whatever game that was. It, it, there, there were a, a, a lot of them. But we came in here after Northwestern, and we're like, who, who's going to be those culture guys, right? Because the culture guys are, are, are gone, right? 86% left last year, and you're starting to see guys buy into it, even though they, they don't know what that is, but they know what winning was. And he talked about that when he recruited a lot of these players, that they came from winning programs in high school or college. But this is a... It's just different putting it together and figuring out how to win, and they're starting to do it. Yeah, and look, you're not just because you come to Illinois. You know, if you're a fifth year transfer, if you're a freshman, it's always going to take time to understand what this all means. And not necessarily, I'm not talking just like Illinois basketball, but just how to play together and. You know, that doesn't mean you have to go get an alma mater tattoo across your back. <laughs> what it means is like, hey, we play for each other because we are who we got. Like that's that's it. like we're only going to do it with each other. And all the outside noise and what people say and what people tweet and and look like I, I know there's a lot of guys that read that stuff. I, I you know, some people fire things off into the void and kind of don't expect so-and-so to to just be sitting there scrolling through Twitter, but they are. They are. like That's why they got been, it. Yeah, I've been there. They are. Um, you know, so it, it's it's hard to not internalize those things if you're if you're a 18 to 22 year old. So for them to pull themselves out of this, for them to resurface as a team that we recognize, uh, as a program that we recognize, that we've come to love over the, I mean, we obviously have, I mean, there's fans listening that have loved it forever, but the way that they've played over the past few years, the championships they've won, that's what we've we've grown to love about this Brad Underwood era. And uh, you're starting to see them kind of get back to that. And it's and it's all started with with toughness and um, and playing with, with that, uh, you know, a, a cohesive nature to them. And, and don't want to overreact, but now you're, to two and three, you're looking at being 500 by the end of you're the two week. games back. Like and you're two games back from the lead in the Big Ten. I was talking to somebody earlier this week. 15 wins won the Big Ten last year. I'd be shocked if somebody gets to 15 wins this year. So it, I, I think mean, I think there's still a championship. I, I think 13 or 14 is the number. I, I I have a really hard time. Then again, I don't know. I Purdue. It, we we can go and try to forecast, but. I mean, a lot of times it comes down to schedule. Matchups, yeah, schedule. You know, and, and some, some teams just have really tough schedules. Some teams have really easy schedules. Um, 
I mean, I think I, I want to say Purdue, but they got they got Nebraska next. Uh, they've already played Nebraska. They play Minnesota. They've already played Minnesota. Like they've, <laughs> you know, and then they they got they took out Penn State, who doesn't have a big, and they lost yeah, I mean, as they, they do to Rutgers. Look, it's going to be a really, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty insane finish. Um, Purdue's last four games uh, of the Big Ten schedule are Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty, that's a pretty incredible way to to finish the slate. And it, and and honestly, if you're Illinois, they still got Minnesota twice, right? Uh, they still get another, Nebraska again another Nebraska. this time at home. Um, you get Northwestern at home, which you know I, I'm not saying that like that's a gimme. We just watched them blow the doors off of them in Evanston, but and going to Indiana and going to Indiana and get a win. So look, there's you can look at games and and be like, hey, this one's winnable, this one isn't winnable. But the reality is, this Illinois team, if they play the way that they're capable of, I I don't care who it is, they can beat them. Now, if you don't, we've seen the other side of that. But then that's why you have these polar opposites is because, for one, when you play together and when you do the right things and value the right things, the talent and the skill level gets amplified and you get closer to that ceiling, which makes which is a really, really, really good basketball team. Now, when you don't do those things, what you basically bottom out to is a team that is new, full of freshmen, full of new guys, full of guys learning a new system and that's why the free fall is so far but when when they're just in tune when they're doing what they need to do you get games like tonight you get games like the one against wisconsin the one against ucla the one against texas just keep building man yeah the those start to stack up here before long 217 texter like most of us thought that this was going to take a while and they as rugged as it was there for a month, they never lost consecutive games. So the record isn't yeah. a loss. They didn't truly lose any bad games. You don't want to lose a home game. You know, that that isn't good. They got blown out by Mizzou. That's not going to look good. But, hey, Mizzou's a top 30 team, I guess. So yeah. that, that, that won't look so bad. So it never totally bottomed out and... I think you're you're seeing it come together really quickly after it you, you thought it looked so bad just a, a couple of weeks ago. So encouraging stuff here from the Illini sitting at eleven and five at the midway point because you're guaranteed thirty two games. So that's right, that's right. Most, and look, even I'll, I'll touch on this real quick. Just even analytically, I mean they've they've uh, we've talked about their defense and even not only just their defense, but them attacking the basket, those two things, when they attack the basket and when they guard the way they're capable of guarding, I mean, this it's a, their two point percentage is top 15 in the country. Their two point percentage defense is top 10 in the country. That's where it's one, you know, they're, they're 192nd in the country shooting the three. Like that's just, they're they're going to be streaky, like Matt Matt Myers streaky, Terrence Shannon streaky, like that's just that's what they're going to be. But you know the the pillars of for this team are it's it's get into the rim, it's using their size and physicality, and it's it's guarding. So they they've been doing that. And they're they're creeping into the top ten in block percentage too. Um, you get another seven tonight or what or whatever it was. So um, and they're turning teams over still. They're they're top fifty in the country there. So um, just a lot. I mean they they shot up. 
seven spots today on Ken Palm. They're 26 now. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Ken Palm has them predicted to win by five on Friday night against Michigan State. I mean, luckily, I unfortunately, the games aren't played via Ken Palm simulation. <laughs> like you still got to go out there and do it. But um, I don't know. I think they match up well with Michigan State. And I think it's one of those games, man. If you if you win that one, now you're talking about a real springboard, and it's off to the races. Yeah, I, I'm guessing Kim Palm's pretty close to the Vegas folks who had Michigan as a four point favorite tonight, and Michigan Michigan State won by four points. So you know, sometimes right. sometimes the simulation works out. The simulation tonight had Illinois by four, and they win by twenty six. So sometimes you you even elevate it. And you hope to see Illinois doing that because that's really what Brad Underwood's done the last couple of years is they, they cover spreads in Big Ten play. I, I mean, they yeah. they win and they they just play uh, uh, above their what, what you think sometimes. Let's pick yeah. out our tap. Let me let me say this. Let me say this real quick. Yeah, because I I do think that tonight was I do believe a quad two victory. I think Nebraska. At home or Nebraska on the road is is a quad two victory. They're, I think they're eighty second in the net, which I think would put them in there. Um, but anyways, that's 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 also a positive. Yeah, it, it it's a it's a a good win. Any road win, especially against this Nebraska team, so we'll take it. Our Tapman's Towing Play of the Game is brought to you by Tapman's Towing. Car won't start after the game. Call two one seven three two eight twenty four twenty four for the most trusted roadside service in Downstate Illinois. Tapman's Towing or online at tapmanstowing.com. I went back and forth on this one. Um, I, I was leaning towards just the stretch there in the second half where they pushed it out to their first 20-point lead. They ran a set, they got a steal and score, and then they played defense, got a rebound, got a, I, I think it was a transition three or it was a, a, a three either way. Either that or, like you were talking towards the end of the game, when Jaden Epps hit the three, game's over, right? Two minutes left. They're still playing hard. They force the turnover, and, and they get the layup at, at the other end. So th- those are, are kind of where I'm at. Uh, I agree. My my particular favorite play of the game was the Ty Rogers put back at the end. because I, I also think, have that one. I, I just think he deserved it, man. Like, he was doing every little thing. It's, it rarely shows up in the – in the in the field on the field goal <laughs> side of things um and he was johnny on the spot you know uh red aj red gotta get used to saying his name hopefully they can blow some more teams out get him in there more uh aj red comes in i'm gonna call it a pass i know they gave him i know they gave him a field goal i'm gonna say he threw that off the backboard it's high rogers but <laughs> yeah you get rewarded for your for your effort and then that's exactly what that was for ty yeah, so today's Illinois 26-point win was a lot of effort, so we'll give Ty Rogers' putback dunk at the end. The last field goal of the game to cap off a 17-1 run to put away the Cornhuskers here tonight are Tapman's towing play of the game. 53 seconds for the game. Here is Harris out top to Red with a drive and a layup. Missed it. Followed by Rogers, and he flushes it home. Oh, Rogers with four. Beautiful follow by Ty. Yeah, I think he, he fooled Brian there. That sounded like a, a fancy alley-oop to me. He just didn't call it right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it a, an assist from Red to Rogers. 
for it's this just slam. in my book. I'll say that much. <laughs> Had a couple of those tonight. There was a, a stiff breeze blowing through there in Lincoln, but Illinois shoots well enough to get the win. They are two and three in Big Ten play. Our Tatman's towing play of the game. We got our keys coming up. Still time if you want to weigh in. Fasteners etc. Post game show. It's the Fasteners etc. Post game show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line two one seven. 356-9397 or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Right lob inside right of the lane Danger up and in Dane Danger with his first basket Walker has it stolen from behind to the free throw line Shannon three on one alley-oop to Hawkins for the slam Oh, the Illini with a steal and a slam. And the lead is back to 12, their biggest. We'll slow it down to Harris. Swinging right side, Hawkins. Drives on Greasel. Right baseline. Skip pass out top, Shannon. Left corner, Meyer. Three ball. Got it. Matthew Meyer with a three. Yeah, that was their biggest lead at 1.12. They push it out to 26. That's how much they win by getting contributions from everyone. Although that was Dane Danger's lone field goal. He finishes with 4.7 boards. We talked about it earlier. I think he had three blocks in there as well. He did in only 16 minutes as the Illini get the win. Coleman Hawkins really active on the floor as well. 12 points, three boards, five assists. I think he had two steals in there as well. One steal, one block. Just everybody doing good stuff. Matthew Meyer playing his part. Illinois gets the win. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, you can weigh in if you've got some thoughts on this one. Castle Heating and Cooling text line has some text still. A uh, great couple of wins, says 801 texter. Only one top 25 team as it stands right now in the Big Ten. Keep getting better. Yep. I I agree. They're 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 building here. And we're gonna look for them to to get even better here down the stretch, and uh, it'll begin against Michigan State because I, I think Michigan State matches up pretty well with the Illini. I agree. I think uh, you know what Michigan State does have is really good guard play. Uh, now that they've reinserted Malik Hall as well that that makes them even more even more well-rounded and Tyson Walker and AJ Hoggard have just been uh, there's a lot of talk about Chase Audige and Bo Bowie like to me Tyson Walker and AJ Hoggard that's that's the best backcourt in the Big Ten right now and it's because of their experience and Hoggard's one of the best facilitators if not the best facilitator we have in this league and Walker is just ice and he's he's so good late. Um, Hauser obviously and Sissoko. I mean, they're they're all they just have really good pieces. They're not incredibly deep. Um, so I think there's that that could be advantageous for the Illini. You get a few guys in foul trouble with your effort. Um, but that place should be absolutely rocking, man. Absolutely rocking mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, and look, you win this game, you're probably back in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Um, you know you're. At the point now, you're in the others receiving votes. I think they were maybe the eighth or ninth team mm-hmm. in the others receiving votes. But you, you put together a, a road win and get uh, you know get another one against Michigan State. You should be in a good spot. Another text says, Coaches dress for success. Love it. Orange out. Fans, team, Brad, all in orange. 
looking for Brad to break out the orange blazer once again. Everybody, everybody wear orange. Don't be that guy. Okay, you're not going to stand out in a good way by wearing blue. Just wear orange. And they did lose in Northwestern in the coats. So I don't know if you could put it all on the dressing. Uh, we had a texter earlier asking if the Illini still have any blue uniforms. No, I burned them all. They are gone. They will never wear those again. As far as I know, Brad has disowned them because their record was just awful in them. Two and 20, right? Two and 20. And one yeah. of those was Io up at the Kohl Center in the first win there in in ages but i'm just just too many l's know, in the blue I, unis I, I like the blue in michigan io hit the dagger wearing the blue in michigan yes. those are the only two wins were because of io to sumu and i don't sure? think are he's coming sure? back we're talking about at michigan yeah right are you sure that are you sure that wasn't orange i'm not sure i'm almost I, was it it, it might have been orange this is gonna be a high number i'm gonna throw at you evan I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ninety eight percent that it was orange. You, you, I may look like a fool right now. Don't give me football. I want basketball. Come on, Google. I'm telling you, I I can almost. But you either football. either way, the the record is not good. Brad knows the record is. I think good. you just I think you just go take it head on. I think you go find a game to kind of get the monkey Uh-oh. off your back. Good job of this position. Oh, you were right. It's there orange, it is. isn't it? It is orange. I, don't I know remember why I because there's blue. like people have recycled that IO gif constantly <laughs> of him doing like the ice in the veins running down, running down That's the floor. Right. And I, yeah. I see it in my mind. He's wearing orange. All right. Oh. Confirmed. Oh, absolutely confirmed. I just had the confirmed video orange. up. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to figure out where that other blue one was. But they're few and far between. Stick with. Uh, they're going to get a new rebrand here coming up because that's just kind of how the cycle is. I know football is getting new unis. I'm not the biggest fan of the current stock white and orange. They'll get some new ones of those. Like Love the script whites. Love the flying Illini ones. Stick with the orange. Stick with the white. Illinois will keep getting the wins. Though, so is that is that 2-20 and 20 since since Brad's been the coach? Yeah. And I I don't think they've worn them in three years at least. I've I can I can dig through my notes in the break, but yeah, it's been a long time since they've worn them too. So, I the the only one that's sticking with me right now is in 2018. The it was the last regular season game of this. It was the last regular season game they played at Rutgers, and they won. So I don't know if they were wearing them. That might be it. Might have been the other one. I think that would. I think that might have been the other one. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, we could probably find some video on that. It's great what technology has. Let's pick out our keys to the game. Uniform is not one. Brought to you by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel, and brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested. What were your keys to this win, Mike? Look, I think it's just continuing to understand what's working. And what's working is these guys trusting one another, um, but but drilling down into actual nuts and bolts and, and X's and O's, getting, you know, two feet in the paint 
getting down, like living in the paint. This team is way too good, way too big, um, way too good off the dribble between Terrence and Jay Neps and these guys. Like they should be living in the paint to not only score down there, but to suck the defense in and, and get open looks around the the three point arc, those inside out open look so that's that was the key for me just protecting the interior and dominating the interior on the offensive end yeah I I thought it started on the defensive end Nebraska never got comfortable there it was turning into offense for the Illini it was turning into confidence that carried over to the offense and and just taking part and doing your job you get five guys and double figures everybody's going to get a bucket everybody's going to get their their moment to shine playing team basketball, you, you roll into a, a road Big Ten environment and you walk out with a 26-point win. You can you can hold your, your head high and and just think back to what it took to, to get this win because the, these are the same things that, that are going to win a lot of these games because the, they're probably going to shoot 27% from three a, a, a lot of nights. So you sit down, you play some defense, you turn it into to some calm offense, and you get some wins. Those are our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and by Game Day Spirit. Coming up near the end here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. It's not it's not with the speed with which you play or the quickness with which you shoot. It's, it's the quality of the shot. And uh, uh, the only thing I didn't really like the first half, I thought we missed Dane four or five times in, right. in early post-ups, early in transition. And, and we're asking him to 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 rim run, uh, to help flatten that D, and uh, he's doing that. We missed him. We got to find him. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, he's doing an elite job there. But uh, uh, again, you know, we're, the ball's moving. We're assisting people. Uh, you know, I think 14 assists tonight. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you get Terrence going, mm-hmm. and and you get him moving down the you know in in, in areas that um, because we move people and we move the defense, it creates gaps and creases for him and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing great. I'd like to see the numbers if you took out the first 10 minutes of the game, and I'm sure, sure somebody could do that. But Brad Underwood talking about the offense there. Let's just look at the second half. 18 baskets, 9 assists, shot 51% from the floor. Didn't get to the free throw line the same way, but they were making the shots, so that helped. And, and Illinois looking a little better here as they've won two in a row in Big Ten play. Last call on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show, or basically last call. If you want to get in your thoughts, 217-356-9397 or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. All right, Mike, when is the only other Blue Uni win in the Brad Underwood era? Uh, That would be 2019. At Ohio State, 63-56 win to move to 6-8 and eight in conference. Huh. Yeah, how about that? That's 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 one that, yeah, that's an interesting one. But it's the, it was the only road win of that conference season for that 2019 Illinois team. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember that, and that was just largely a, a forgetful season. So that would make sense. But yeah, I, I just wanted to look it up. I, I'm I'm not doubting you. I'm just so trying, now we know. I'm just now trying it's, to it's Wisconsin and Ohio State. Remember the game itself here. Let's see. Oh, that's right. I think one of the 
Oh, you're not going to give me the game stats. That's I, I should have looked. I got it I got it right here. Did one of the the Wesson brothers get in foul trouble? Didn't play a whole lot that game. Yeah, Caleb Wesson. That's right. Out. That's right. Yeah, played 29 minutes, but he okay. fouled out. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, according to Ken Palm, the MVP of that game was none other than Georgie Bishanishvili with 13 points, seven rebounds, and five turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't you can't just throw those MVPs around all willy nilly. <laughs> Io also 15 points. Trent 15 points. Miss those guys. <laughs> oh yeah, all. Oh. All great characters. And Andres Feliz, nine points, six boards. Man, it, it was so close. They just needed a seven foot, three hundred pound guy in the middle. They were they were right. that close. They're and, right there. And, and, How about that? It, all right, Trent Frazier, Georgie, Io. I mentioned it. Do you want to take a stab at the other two starters? Um, that game. It depends on who was in the doghouse at that time. I want to guess Kipper Nichols, but I'm guessing he was coming off the bench. No, Kip Kip was coming off the bench. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was Trent. It was Trent, Demonte, Georgie, Io, Demonte, and who was the fifth? Oh no! Now you're really gonna stump me. Uh, was Aaron I'll Jordan say, still around? Aaron Jordan was a fifth starter. <laughs> if, if he was on the team, he was starting. I knew it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, what right. a what a time! And now we're talking about you know three possible NBA draft picks. Although Iowa's a draft pick, Trent's tearing it up. What I see, dropped forty five the other night. Yeah, how about we give a quick shout out to Tevion Jones too? <laughs> tearing it up at Southern Utah. Oh my gosh, is he? Is he ever? Yeah, we'll always he's have Madison Square Garden against Jeez. against Maryland I mean, this, this year. He's he's made forty threes at forty two percent. And he's like, I think he's 20 a game at Southern Utah. Good for him. Yeah. Closer Greener to pastures. home. He's, 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 he's from around there, southwest somewhere. Good for him. Uh, Arizona, right? Chandler, Arizona. Yeah, there it is. A little walk down memory lane here at 1242 <laughs> Eastern Time in Indy. Love it. Love it. Yeah, we thought things were bad a couple weeks ago. Just think back to then. Yeah. But Come a long way. Yeah, tried to tell you if you you just hang on, this this crazy guy on the sidelines is going to get you some wins, and that he did. Uh, one more text here before we get our last break in, and we don't need to dive too deep into it because again, Illinois plays Purdue one time, the very last regular season game of the year. But he says Edie wants nothing to do with the Danger Zone. While I do think that's a, a good matchup because Danger would be able to keep him off the block he gets his advantage because he can basically put his hand in from five feet away so I think Danger would be able to keep him off the block but I think Illinois would match up one through four so well against Purdue that you could let Edie have whatever he wants and and they'd be able to to lock everything down but that's a a one-time matchup if that's for the Big Ten on the last day I mean that oh. that that's made. It's it's on Fox already, so it's it's made for for TV. But um, I was gonna, I was going to say that kind of felt like CBS territory. Yeah, but I, but I they've think got the is, Fox deal now. For now, the Michigan game is the Michigan game. Um, that's right before that. The Ohio State that, game is on CBS. Got it. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Got it. So. Yeah, not to not to break down a March fifth matchup against Purdue <laughs> too much, like it's like it's imminent, but. Yeah, I mean, I think having Dane 
Maybe, maybe we can go down to South Carolina and snag Benjamin Bosman's for Donk for a game and <laughs> stick him on Edie, put Edie through hell again like he did last year. Get Corbello to make some acrobatic layups at the end. Being good, we'll, be in, we'll be in a good spot. What a crazy day that was as well. Early morning Monday game. We'll have a Monday early-ish game coming up on Martin Luther King Day against Minnesota. That one will be at 5. We've got a game on Friday as well. We'll get you caught up on the times with all of that. And we will wrap the Fasteners Etc. postgame show after this. And, it, and when he's shooting a three like that, and, and uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, uh, plays very, very hard. And, you know, here we are, you know, having him match up at 6'6", 220 with, with, with Grizel or Grizel mm-hmm. or however mm-hmm. you pronounce mm-hmm. it. And, 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 you know, there's a physical part of the game, and he, he's playing 35 minutes. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's an impact player in this conference and in the country. There's Brad Underwood talking about Terrence Shannon Jr., our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. After his 25.11 rebound performance, it's got to be, I don't know, second, third, fourth double-double of the year. But Terrence Shannon Jr. looking like the guy we saw early season and maybe the best player in the Big Ten, if not one of the best players in the Big Ten. When he plays like that, there's, there's not too many guys that you want to have the ball in his hands other than Terrence Shannon, especially the way he was looking in the first half. Yeah, man. I mean, I think he's, you know, we saw obviously a little bit of a a dip in his output during that, during that stretch, but him rediscovering who he is and doing it on both ends and the way in which he does it is, Kind of what's going to make him a guy that's a first, you know, first team all league guy, and he's right up there with with Edie, and um, you know, Edie's going to pr- probably be in the conversation for national player of the year. Um, but the rest of this, the rest of this Big Ten, I mean, you, I mean, you go down the list. I mean, that that first team is going to be some sort of mixture of of Zach Edie or and Hunter Dickinson, and I think Jalen Pickett is right there mm. for for first team all league yep. and. Uh, and then you got, you know, you got a lot of really, really good, good players. Like, what do you do with Trace Jackson Davis? What do you do with Chris Murray? Um, you know, there's there's a number of guys. I, I mean, I think that top six between Edie Murray, Dickinson, Pickett, Davis, and Shannon, that's going to be kind of who vows for those five spots. I think five of those six are going to be first team. Um, I'm not sure it's going to come from any of these other guys um, that that are you keep going down the list in terms of scoring in the league. I mean, Bryce Sensabaugh's seventh in the league in scoring. He's freshman from Ohio he's State. Been, he's been yeah, a, he's been a quite the breakout for them. As yeah, they he's been good, man. I mean, Fifty-two from the field, forty-three from three, eighty from the line. I mean, he's he's been great. And then Chase Adige, man, like he's gonna be a he's gonna be right there. As was a, it him or Bowie who went off for twenty-eight the other night? Yeah, there'll be. One probably Audie's going to be a second teamer. He'll probably be on the all defense team as well. I mean, you got look the the star power. You lose Johnny Davis. You lose Jaden Ivy. You lose Kofi Coburn. Um, shoot, I'll throw Trent in there too. Uh, like you lose these guys, and you just think that this this league is going to fall off. And then you start to realize, like, oh wait, like Tyler Wall's still here, and 
Trace Jackson Davis is still here. Hunter Dickinson is still here. Zach Eadie is still here. And then you load up with some of these transfers. I mean, Jameer Young is a guy from Maryland that is top 10 in the league in scoring. Jet Howard's a freshman that comes in. We talked about Sensabaugh and like just across the board, it's, it's, it's been pretty incredible to see not only just the guys that have come in, but the the steps forward that a Chris Murray's taken that a Philip Robrach has taken, right? Philip Robrach is almost averaging 15 a game. So, I mean, it's down the line, man. It's a, it's a really good league. I know everyone talks about the big 12 as kind of the toughest league in America, but Night in and night out. It's you don't have any you don't have any games off here in the Big Ten. Yep, and Illinois made it look easy out in Nebraska, although it was not getting the twenty six point win. Brian on the text line sings your praises. Thank you for coming on. Actually, he he says, <laughs> I, I like the way he phrased this. I, I should I should read this. Thank you, thank you for for keeping him on these post game shows. I guess you can stick around for a little while. Mike, you're you're not too bad at, at breaking this thing down. So I guess we'll we'll keep you on these post game shows. I mean, just anytime you'll have me back, man, I'm thankful. <laughs> well, we'll do it on Friday. How does that sound? That's I'll be there in studio. How about that? All right, you're coming to town. It's going to be a late one. Six o'clock. Our Ryan Dallas real estate pregame show gets going on both stations. Tip off is at eight, and then Mike will be back here in studio with me for the postgame show. We'll be breaking it down, looking to see if Illinois can get a three-game win streak going here in Big Ten play. Looking pretty good after winning number two in a row over Nebraska here tonight. So, Mike, thank you once again for your insight and entertainment and knowledge of the jerseys that they wore during games. We, we enjoy all the, the good and weird stuff uh, about basketball. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see you Friday. That's what I'm here for, man. That's what I'm here for. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Joey Wright, for helping out, doing all the hard work behind the scenes as well. Appreciate everybody listening in, calling in, texting in. We'll do it again on Friday. Looking forward to it. Get some sleep. Good night. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.